Hello and welcome to episode 189 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamers, James. Hello. Brody. Hello. And Stephen. Hello. We've had like four people on the podcast. This is crazy. How'd you go for prepping What the Wiki this week, uh, Brody? The first time you've had to pick out like a bunch of games in a while. Yeah, it was good fun. I had little time to do it because I locked myself out of my house. But um, <laughs> all in all, you know, I think it's going to be a great success. Hopefully Did you say you were, t- you were taking the bins out and just shut the door behind you? and Yeah, and, I, ha- and I had the thing snibbed to locked and I didn't realize. So I had to, I literally, because my uh, girlfriend's sister lives around the corner and she had spare keys. So I literally sprinted there, and sprinted back. <laughs> and now my calves are really sore. But, um, you know, you don't need calves for what the wiki. So I think we're okay. I just love your commitment to the cause. You're hightailing it back from Germany last last week and you're hightailing it back into your house this week. Um, what have you guys all been playing? I feel like this is like the action-packed kind of time of the year where games start rolling out. I know James did like a, a ton of reviews um, last week. It's good to week. be able to talk about games on a games podcast for once. It is, yeah. You know, yeah. Games Rather than scrounge for news, having, having a bunch of games to play. Um, I've got something a bit le- left of field on that topic, but uh, James, let's start with you because um, you were smashing out the reviews uh, last week, but you continued with the trend this week, um, publishing your review of the Blair Witch game. Um, how yes. was it? Yeah, um, it's good. It's but it's like with a big asterisk because obviously it's a horror game, and I feel like just like horror movies, they can kind of be up and down now these days. Um, I guess to to start, did any of you guys play uh, Layers of Fear? I did. I, I played the first one. I, I think I heard from you, James, that it wasn't terribly good, so I never bothered. No. <laughs> I, I don't well, think I finished it, but I played like the first hour or two, maybe. And I thought it was setting itself up quite nicely, but I, I can't wait like, to the I full game. Like I've played about an hour of Blair Witch so far, and to me it feels like Layers of Fear, where you can get lost really easily. Yeah, so... Um, I hated Layers of Fear. I feel I feel like I'm the only person on the planet who hates it because talking to so many people who also yeah. like horror games, um, they are like, "Yeah, it was so good." And I just thought it was fucking not dog shit. Am I don't I... know who that mean? But like, <laughs> it, was, it was just not. It was just like nothing to me. Um, am, I, am I right in saying that Layers of Fear is quite psychological in the sense that like you kind of turn away and something moves and then you turn it back and you see it and then you spot Yeah. There's a lot like, of yeah, like, it's pers- like perspective puzzles and like things like that, visual puzzles. A yeah. lot of like messing with you because it's first person and stuff. Um, yeah. But anyway, this, t- this is the same team. That's why I'm talking about Layers of Fear. Right, okay. Um, same team. And um, they also made a game called Observer, which is like a sci-fi kind of, I guess, I would call it a horror, but it's more of a thriller, I don't know. But that was great, it's like one of my favourite indie games ever. So, mm-hmm. like, they're kind of up and down with me as a developer. Um, but with Blair Witch, it's interesting because when you think about it, there's not, in terms of what, when people say, like, what is the Blair Witch about, like, the first movie wasn't really about the Blair Witch, it was about, like, a serial killer who said the Blair Witch was making him do it. And... They've kind of taken that element, like the first movie and then the reboot, and kind of done their own story, um, right. and and it's and it's pretty good. Um, the only thing is, I just I'm really reluctant to recommend it because, like Brody said, you can get lost so easily in it, and because um, it's a game about you just go into the forest looking for these missing kids and or kid, and um, like you get lost a lot because it gets dark and it's a forest, so everything looks the same. Mm. And 
it was so hard because part of me thinks, well, that's kind of what they're going. That's what Blair Witch is to me. Like the three, if you watch the movies, like it's all about people getting lost in the woods and feeling like they're they're going around in circles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and like because like I said, I've only played a little bit, but that seems yeah. to be like a bit of a a gameplay loop that they do use that you sort of do come back to where you sort of have yeah been. and like similar to um i guess pt where yeah especially towards the end of the the game where th- things get like really cooked <laughs> and then you know you're in trouble mm-hmm. like um it does yeah you do think oh shit like am i repeating the same steps but the problem is in a movie, that's kind of creepy, but in a game, it can get pretty frustrating because you don't know if you're actually making progress or not. Yeah, I did. Um, find, I found that with PT. Yeah, so you, I yeah, can't help but agree with that. There, there is a sequence in Blair Witch, especially where you've got to make a choice about something. Which I'm trying not. To, I'm not going to make any spoilers, but mm-hmm. and one of the choices, like I'm not even joking, you have to do the same thing for 20 minutes, what? and. Oh. Well, no, maybe I'm over. I reckon I felt like it was 10, 10 to twenty minutes. Like it was a long time. As long as it's or, not stand still. No, it wasn't stand still. It was uh, something else. But like, <laughs> I was getting to the point where I was about to give up. Um, mm. Like, and I, I'm glad I didn't because because of the way that it affected my ending. But it's a lot of moments like that where you kind of don't know if you're meant to be doing stuff. Right. Um, but then I guess that's the point. It's meant to kind of get in your head and make you think, am I meant to be doing this? Like, am I doing the wrong thing or am I going crazy? Yeah. Um, I will say um, that it's like an amazing, super, it's just the atmosphere is just so good. Mm. Um, just like the first, I've, I've said in my review, the first half of the game is very much like the first movie. The second half is more like the the reboot that came out recently, which is just a little bit less subtle. Um, but the first half, almost nothing happens. And I, I, I'm surprised they went that route because if you were streaming this game, yeah, I reckon it would be so boring to watch. Yeah, it's kind of bucking the, the horror of video game trends yeah. at the moment, I suppose. Um, and, I, and, I, and I do, like, I guess commend them for not filling it with just shitty jump scares. Like, it is just a lot of really quiet stuff. Um, mm. There's just You just hear really faint noises in the background. And, and that could just be the forest, you know, but or, or it could be something else. But that's what Blair Witch, like the first movie, was. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the first movie, like when they're sitting in the tent and they hear that noise out outside, like that is it's so subtle that you wouldn't if you're not you. Some people don't even hear it, mm. like when they watch the movie. Mm. Um, but then towards the end, it gets very much like a t- pretty typical found footage, uh, kind of thing that you would find in a like a found footage movie. Sorry, that would have been released like this year or last year. Like it's very. Like, so much crazy shit happening, and you just trying to get away from it. Um, which I guess, like, it crescendos nicely to that point. So, I, I don't hate it for doing that, um, yeah. but it does kind of lose a little bit of that, I guess, subtlety. Um, but it still scared me. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, um, Tick that box. If anyone's, if anyone's, yeah, seen, like, the Blair Witch movies and stuff, um, when they get to the house at the end, in both the movies, you know shit's about to go down. Yeah. And there's definitely a moment like that in this. And it the way this house is built in this game, because obviously it's a first-person game as well, mm-hmm. um, is, like, there's lots of really tight corners, really narrow hallways, and you just... Not cool. Ev- uh, man. Ev- <laughs> every, every single corner that you turn in that game, it just takes so much emotional energy to, to build the courage up to do it. And then, like, wind back down and then do it again until finally something happens and you're like, shit. Um, 
There's even a section of the game that's completely dark. All you've got is the night vision on your camera uh, and the occasional lightning strikes that blo- like light up the inside of the house that you're in. Um, God damn, man. God it's, damn. It's, it's, it's amazingly choreographed um, like horror in that regard. And I think it's like where they've taken their experience with, say, Layers of Fear and Observer and yeah. really, really gone with it. Um, I even said in my read, there's a scene where you have to look at the, watch the corner for like a good three to five minutes and you just want to turn around, but like you don't want to turn around. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's just such a good, it's really authentic, I guess, like, like to the, the whole like Blair Witch property, which wasn't really that much to begin with. Like, it's really just people getting lost in a forest and this supposed entity, um, but I think it's really good. It uh, sound, think, I'm intrigued. It sounds like a fun game to play during daylight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> creepy. Like, I just, yeah, like, I don't I'm, know. I am um, curious, though. The dog companion, does it provide <laughs> any comfort whatsoever? Like, does it, does it help having the dog there? Is it somewhat reassuring? Well, you, ne- you need to have it, don't you? Because I, you go I feel like I, it, I got surprised when I read that there was, like, a dog companion in it because so, so often horror games just isolate you entirely and you've got no sidekick, so to speak. The way that I would... So, like, to that, I would say, have you guys ever been, like, home alone at night with a pet and they're just looking at something? Yeah, all the time. And that doesn't... Get rid of the dog. Get rid of that Yeah, like, does your pet being there help make you feel better? Like, I don't think it does. I've got two cats. If anything, anything, it alerts me to things that I was oblivious to. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd rather not know what it's looking at. Like that concerned person looking at you through the window. Uh, yeah. come on it's it's no. night time here and i live near the bush come on stop yeah. please yeah um, did you um did, dog... did you play with uh sorry go on finish what no no go i played oh, you're gonna talk about the dog i was just gonna ask oh. if you played with headphones oh no I, I didn't even think to do that which is so dumb of me now that i've said that out because i'm pretty but... sure doesn't the game have like binaural audio it does yeah i have yeah. a, I have oh, a really? sound system so that was okay-ish but yeah, yeah. i probably should have played with right. headphones um but the dog, to answer your question, Ewan, the dog uh, is a really clever way, I think, to provide you with like a guide, kind of, because he does like kind of guide you on the way, right way okay. um, without just putting another person there talking to you all the time. Mm. Um, He's kind of like the, the little fox in rhyme. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't played okay. Rhyme, but I'm, yes, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. He runs but, to um, the right spots. <laughs> The dog, the dog is great. Um, used to really good effect in the story as well. Um, not what you expect, by the way. And oh, so he lives. Yeah, so, like, so he great. lives. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> he is the Blair I mean... Witch. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked the dog. The okay. dog was great. That's good to um, know. Just like there I, was, uh, yeah, I liked the, the, I liked interesting... the dog. Seven point five out of ten. <laughs> I imagine yeah, a lot yeah. of people want to know as well. But can you pat it? Yes. You can. Okay. And um, right. the cool. interesting thing about the game is when you first boot it, it tells you it's watching you. And what do you mean it's watching you? I just you? thought they were trying to be creepy. But what it actually means is it's kind of it's kind of profiles what you do in the game. So you can, um, depending on how nice you are to the dog, um, not only affects like how good he is in the combat, but also how what he does towards the end of the story. Huh. Um, so you have to kind of build the bomb with your dog. But there's also um, other aspects in terms of the little stick figures, the little Blair Witch ones. Um, yeah. If you destroy those or spend too much time looking at those and stuff, that will affect your ending and stuff. But it's all these really subtle things that I probably Shit. shouldn't have told you. That's... But like all that Oh, kind I don't of stuff... like any of this. Oh, no, I'm in love with the sound of this. Like, it's when yeah. I realised all the stuff that Silent Hill 2 was doing without really you knowing... Yeah. 
this is just sounding exactly like that and this has immediately yeah. become my shit. <laughs> Lots of like goosebumps. Yeah, so it it, right now. it kind of yeah, it watches the way that you play. Um and it even uses like your mobile you've got a mobile phone and you go in and out of reception at times and they, they even and use the phone snake? really really well. Sorry. Can you play play snake? I think I saw a <laughs> screenshot you said. <laughs> yeah. You can, that was me. You can play snake. So when I when I first played the game, I didn't really want to go into the forest, so I just played snake for about ten minutes on my phone. <laughs> and then Funnily enough, an achievement popped when I got to 40 on my score, so that's an easy achievement. Only imagine um, you were punished big time for that. Yeah. He doesn't great, care great, anything really... about missing children. He's just playing Snake on his phone. <laughs> no. But yeah, a good game. Really good, interesting game. A little bit predictable in terms of the story of your character. Yeah. Um, but all the other stuff that happens around is around the character is really good. And okay. like I said, I just love the way... Like, I, when I finished it, I jumped straight back into it to play it again because there are just so many different ways you can play it and it kind of watches the way you play hmm. to influence your ending. And the best I thing about a... it, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, tr- yes. so true. Yeah, that is awesome. So, I'm on a yeah, bit of a horror kick it. at the moment too, so I might get into it. I m- made the crazy decision the other day of watching both of Ari Aster's films on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I went to oh. the cinema and saw Midsummer, and then got home and watched Hereditary again. It was I was doing Father's Day stuff with my dad, and he was like, "Hey, I kind of want to watch Hereditary again after seeing Midsummer." I'm like, "Okay." You're like, "Okay, um, dad." <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm traumatized, but fine, no worries. Um, but uh, I started playing a bit of Control as well. Um, only like the first kind of five minutes or something. I only had a, a chance to play it briefly the other day before I got distracted with something else. Um, and I picked up the division again weirdly this week. Some friends of mine were back playing that, and I jumped in and got really stuck into the end game. Um, so I've been having fun with that. But there's so many games coming out. I need to stop going back to old stuff and just concentrate on that. Um, Brody, you've also been playing new games. Uh, yeah. Speaking of other things, speaking of other things that are coming to Game Pass, um, I've uh, just been playing uh, Gears of War Five. Oh, it's actually Gears Five, I should say. Not they've dropped the of War. Um, and yeah, it's pretty good. It's great. Um, I've only had a chance to sort of tuck into the campaign as uh, at present. Uh, I'm going to be doing some multiplayer stuff tonight, hopefully. Um, So I'm still sort of trying to let it marinate a bit, but I like a lot of what the campaign does. Um, Once I got it installed, I had a lot of issues trying to get it installed, unfortunately. But that wound up being an issue, I think, with my side of things. So no points off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But... uh, Obviously, uh, Jake's obviously got a lot of good stuff up at the moment that he's written about his like uh, time that he spent playing the game over in Canada, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so be sure to check that out. And of course, by the time you hear this, the review should be up. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's Are a, you it's a newcomer a... to the series at all? Is this the first time no, you've played No, no, no. I've, I've, I've played all the mainline games. Okay. I, uh, I kind of skipped judgment for the most part because I oh why not why did you skip judgment isn't that the one where we like permanently yeah, fell me into and the Ste- floor gems <laughs> yeah me and Stephen hate played it like oh really <laughs> yeah. yeah like we got I, stuck uh, at this yeah. point where like we we're at a checkpoint and as you loaded into the checkpoint you'd start falling through the floor and there was nothing we could <laughs> oh do my God. just like well fortunately that's not an issue in uh, Gears 5 so uh, that, that's, that's good nice. but, the um, floors are intact the floors are intact um no but uh without sort of going too much into it because I am trying to uh still like I said let it marinate. The um mm. the campaign is a is a really good tight sort of four acts that are you know it's 
uh, I'm, I'm trying to sort of work out how to say it. It's good, but it doesn't feel complete, obviously, because it's got that uh, middle-of-the-trilogy-type feel to it where there's no real satisfying conclusion. Right. But what it does do is it sort of builds on all the characters that it introduces in Gears of War 4, which is obviously the start of the new trilogy. Um, and it has a lot of, like, really nice, like, heart-filled moments and, like, really some... Actually, really good character building. Mm. Um, that I didn't, I didn't honestly expect in a, in a Gears campaign, to be honest. But, um, uh, beyond that, it does a lot of, uh, cool things with its, uh, open world hubs, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, there's a couple of areas in the game that reminded me a little bit of Metro Exodus, and I feel a bit hypocritical in praising Gears for it, because I did hate Metro for it. But, um, I guess the way you get around in Gears is a little more satisfying. I'm sure you've seen, like, footage of that cool wind sail skiff thing that you get to ride around. Mm. Um, and that's just a lot of fun. It's just, uh, a blast to ride. And, um, they do f- occupy the world with a lot of cool little side quests that you can do to sort of flesh out, uh, the story of what the COG have been up to and, you know, why, uh, a lot of people are a little bit unhappy with the COG based on what happens in the first act. But, um... Mm. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I'm looking forward to sort of tucking into um, sort of Escape and Horde and the multiplayer and all that sort of stuff because I can see that's where the game will get its longevity. Mm-hmm. But um, fans of the story should be relatively pleased, I think. Although they may be a little frustrated when the game sort of Halo 2s them at the end and leaves it hanging for a uh, obvious conclusion. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. How does it fare... From from a newcomer perspective, because I've been you know being a PlayStation kid all my life, I've never yeah. really had much of an attachment to the to the franchise. Is sure. it one that you can kind of just jump straight into? Do you think, or should I be going back onto Game Pass uh, and playing well, through the back catalog? I ah uh, well, if if you don't care about necessarily playing through the uh, through number four as much, the game does open with a previously on Gears sort of a like four minute video that sort of recaps what happens in four. Right. Um, so you can sort of get up to speed that way and um, learn the characters and all that sort of stuff. But obviously you won't sort of feel as invested, I guess, in them throughout five. But sure. it, do- it does a good job anyway of building them up and sort of developing their characters. And it introduces new characters. Like, um, I don't know if any of you watched iZombie, but Rahul Kohli, uh-huh. the yeah. act- actor off that, he plays a character in Gears 5 who adds a lot of... Uh, a lot of humor to the uh, to proceedings, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, obviously the game is known for its violence, but there is a lot of gratuitous swearing, <laughs> like <laughs> like like more than I expected. Like um, hearing the characters like tell each other to like fuck off, like every every other minute, I was just like oh, I didn't kind of, I don't remember this from the other games, but um, uh-huh. no, I think I think you could potentially jump in. Like the game, it does everything the previous ones have done. It's learned from the previous ones and has sort of uh, course-corrected a few things that it may have done in 4 that it uh, uh, left out of this one. Like in 4, there's a few segments where it's like almost like a horde-type feel where you've got to defend against waves of oncoming enemies and it, it does become a bit overbearing. Um, it literally and it's the so- same. Yeah, it's the like, same as Horde, it, like shoehorned into like the campaign. Just, right. Because yeah. um, actually... I- but- Oh, no, you go. Sorry, no, I was going to say, um, while there are, like, the game does funnel you into arena-type areas and does similar things, but, like, it, it does, it feels more organic and uh, it makes sense within the context of the game rather than, oh, we've just got to this homestead. Oh, no, it's under attack. Let's defend against four waves of enemies. Like, right. it, it does it in a more 
uh, yeah, more organic way, I guess. Okay. Yeah. James, yeah. I think, like, Stephen, is this something you're excited for? Yeah, I'm uh, like, I, 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 you go, Steve. Oh, I need to finish <laughs> four, so uh, maybe one day, but not now. <laughs> well, yeah, um, <laughs> James, I, yeah, well, thank, I'm really glad I let Stephen go. Just to, <laughs> so um, thanks. No, I was just going to say, Ewan, I don't think four is super necessary, which kind of, which I hate saying because I really did like it the first time I played it, but I actually finished it last night for the second time with a friend um, and we played on a higher difficulty and that's kind of where you kind of, as much as I, because I gave it, I gave it like a nine because I really liked it when I first played it and I was Mm -hmm. super keen to see where the story would go. Um, But now it's just like, especially playing it on like a harder difficulty, the game itself um, it just feels a bit too long, um, and there's a lot. It just keeps throwing the same kind of type of encounters at you, which is right. kind of how I felt a bit like in Uncharted Four, where like you kind of need the story, like you want to keep seeing the story, but the gameplay starts getting in the way of it. Yeah. Um, and mm. then the only I would argue the only really important story beat in Four is like the last five minutes, um, which I assume is picked up um, in Gears Five. Um, yeah, where they do Kate a lot of discovers cool something about her lineage or something. Yeah, right. that's pretty um, much the the driving force of yes. the game's narrative. Yeah, so I don't really think you need to play four now, um, especially okay. like Brody saying a lot of the f- things that I hated about four from the second playthrough. Yeah, seems to have been fixed. But presumably, I'd be better for playing the the opening three to to try and get a better feel for the characters and. Uh, oh well, well because four, five, and six time. are a new trilogy. It oh, does, yeah, right. Like, uh, it, it does have characters from the original trilogy, like Marcus and Baird and Cole and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. who you do play as in 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. But they're more... I guess they're more minor players in the new trilogy. Obviously, uh, the guy you play in 4 is Marcus Phoenix's son. So they have a lot and of... And he wasn't uh, even born at the end of Gears 3. So no, like, yeah. So it's quite a time jump. Yeah, th- right. Yeah, th- they do have a lot of interesting... Uh, character uh what am i trying to say a lot of interesting character moments between them being a father and son Mm. but um beyond that beyond the knowledge of they're related you don't really need to know much more about marcus as a character because he doesn't really develop over the first three games like he yeah he's sort of just like a meathead Uh, (laughs) um you could literally watch a story recap for the first three games I, i Though I do love the first three games, I think the first one is really good, the second one not as much, and the third one is pretty decent. Uh, you could probably just watch a recap and hook straight into five. All right, cool. And gameplay wise, I just can't believe much of like, a. Sorry. It's, no, it's, I'm just saying, I can't believe that, like, I'm excited for, like, the story in Gears 5. Like, I never <laughs> thought I'd be excited for the. I know, it's, it's, it's so weird. The story. But, and and they've, they've um, done a really good job of, like,. Uh, marketing the game, uh, they they market it from a story perspective, which I find interesting because, like you said, I don't think a lot of people would uh, necessarily care about its story. But um, I think they've done really well in not only four, but in this one to sort of make it more of a narrative. Yeah, the ex- messaging from the start has always been that it was going to be much more sort of character focus, wasn't it? Like, I'm not surprised for you to say that. Uh, there, there, if, and there's but, a lot of cool stuff they do with the story in like the first two two acts and then sort of the second half they sort of do away with the the plot device that they were using in the first two but 
Um, it's still really cool. It's really well-rounded. And okay. Though it does leave the threads hanging, it does make me obviously excited for the eventual Gears 6. Um, you were going to ask about gameplay? I was, yeah. How does it sort of hold up? How have they sort of built upon it based on the, the previous one as well? Yeah, look, it pretty much does most of the same things it's always done, if that makes sense. It, it well and truly like rests on its laurels in terms of, based on what I've played in the campaign, obviously there's a whole new uh, co-op sort of mode in the escape mode and all that sort of stuff. But sure. um, in terms of the campaign, you know, they throw a few new enemies at you, they introduce a few new weapons, but um, on the whole it's still fairly uh, a cover-based third-person shooter. But um, they do add... Like I said, they have the the open world areas that haven't been in previous games. They make... uh, You've got this little robot companion named Jack, who um, you can use, and in co-op, a third person can actually operate the robot, and he's good for um, sort of, you know, fetching ammo and, like, unlocking doors and all that sort of stuff. So um, He sounds like a younger sibling character. Yeah, he has his his own skill tree now. um, It's like an RPG kind of... Third person, yeah, it, it, over the shoulder, action adventure uh, with RPG elements. James RPG is trying light. to swing me. <laughs> yeah. Very cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so they do, 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 they do a few things different in that regard in terms of, like, you know, you've got a skill tree for your support character and they've uh, introduced, like, new weapons and the open world areas. So they have an entire... To say they've rested on their laurels is probably unfair, but in terms of their core gameplay they have, but they have added things to uh, make it a more robust and uh, enjoyable experience. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. So many games coming out. So many games coming out at Game Pass as well. Free oh, game. game Pass is the best. Well, game. I say free games, but you, you are paying the subscription. But yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. Uh, Stephen, you actually wanted to talk about some news this week, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the only official news is that there's something called Project Resistance and Capcom are doing it and they're going to tell us more about it in like a week's time. But... I noticed that there had been some screenshots leaked that are sort of of a group of people in a, in a it's, I think they've confirmed that it's definitely a Resident Evil thing. And I don't know, it, it might be reading into it. It might be exactly what it is, but it looks very, I don't know, online co-op it, it looks like a new Resident Evil outbreak, which is something that I'm very, very excited to do. I, <laughs> I totally missed the train on Resident Evil outbreak because I didn't have a PS2 or probably broadband internet at the time and um so I, like after the fact i went and bought all the games and kind of realized i didn't want to play them by myself and there was no real way to like fudge a server together for friends to play on so it was just i bought them tried them for a few minutes and then it's never really bothered and yeah kind of like ever since i've wanted them to do like a remaster of the game or something but this might maybe be even better if it's you know actually if it is a new game, you know, Capcom are doing well with Resident Evil stuff for the last couple of years, so it seems like they might be able to actually pull it off and have a fun, you know, online Resident Evil thing again. But uh, it also I'm might not... be something else entirely, so who knows? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what Outbreak was because I've never heard of it. But, um... Okay. I, th- I think the, I was just going to say, I think the rumours that I've read are all suggesting that this particular game is going to be like one of those asymmetric 4v1... Yeah, so so, so to fill you in with what's been happening, um, Capcom has said that they're going to reveal the new Resident Evil project ahead of TGS, which begins September 12th. So they're going to hold some sort of conference on September 9th and reveal gameplay of the game. 
uh, which they've referred to as Project Resistance from the time being. Um, but if you go over to, to Nibelian over on Twitter, who's a great source of a whole bunch of scoops from across the gaming industry, um, they provide a link to a Reddit thread where someone's managed to pull thumbnails from the YouTube link, um, and it looks to be kind of like four characters, very much a cooperative multiplayer sort of experience. Um, potentially, yeah, something asymmetric like you were suggesting, Brady. Yeah. The, the blonde character looks like Sweet D from It's Always Sunny, actually. <laughs> yeah, she oh, does. God, I wish she hadn't yeah. said that because it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a very accurate <laughs> read of that. Um, James, how, where, how do you come down on this as the, the resident, resident Evil fanboy? Say that ten times um, Yeah. <laughs> I think that... Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know if we're gonna get another outbreak. Sorry, Stephen. Um, <sighs> no, for, pe- like, for people who hard. don't know, because outbreak came out like two generations ago. It was like a Resident Evil game where it just chucked four people into a like a level and they had to escape, and everyone is infected. So there was a time limit um, before you turned into a zombie. If your mate turned into a zombie, you'd have to kill them too. Um, it was like a it was very ahead of its time. That like, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was it's an amazing idea. Um, I loved it. I was really lucky to play it before the servers got taken down. Um, very hard though. How soon but, after its launch was the servers taken down? Um, well, the first it was really weird because the first one didn't have online in Australia, right? Um, whereas it had everywhere else in the world. Um, but then the second one came out and it did have online. Um, and I was playing that for a good two to three years. I would say after it came out, right? Um, you can actually play it now by hacking a PS2 and all that kind of stuff, and it's just so confusing. Yeah. Um, but you can do it if you want to, but it's very hard. Um, in terms of this game, I, I'm a bit worried. It looks a bit boring. The characters look a bit whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. Like it's it's four screenshots out of context. Like who this could just be like a shitty CG trailer. It just shows the idea. Um, I don't think this is like a story game at all. I think this is something that's kind of created to get some of that sweet, sweet loot box money. Um, <laughs> live service money. I was yeah, going to say, they, they, they've done a really good job of kind of cashing back in on the Resident Evil sort of franchise in the last kind of year, two years, like with Seven kind of being the critical success that it was and commercial success, I should note. And then um, the remake coming out too and, and now this. Like it, it just seems like the franchise is really hitting on all, or firing on all cylinders at the moment. I can't remember yeah. the timing, but was Umbrella Core before RE7 or after? Um, I feel like that was before. I'm going to say Don't if it was before, then yes, I totally agree. 2016. June 2016. That was before, right? Yeah, because that was, that was 20, not yeah, dreadful. Was a few years ago. I gave it a three. <laughs> what year are we in? <laughs> um, you gave it a three. Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> it was not good. Trust <laughs> me. We tried to find the fun in that game. <laughs> um yeah no I, I think it'll be all right um i think like of all the capcom brands and they don't have a big multiplayer game oh no besides monsanto i've just realized but like they don't have a big shooter multiplayer game um mm. i think that the the world of resident evil is probably the, the the richest one to kind of make a game like this in yeah um you've got literally like i was you've got at least 30 to 50 different types of monsters you can pull from um you've got um, a really, really good setting in Raccoon City. Um, and then you've got all that shit that you've built for Resident Evil 7 and 2 that you can just put into this engine. That, that You know, their super photorealistic engine they've got. Mm. Um, I think it'll be okay, but like... I have a good feeling, but I'm worried, obviously. I kind of hope like... it's not asymmetric, to be honest. I feel like so many people are pining for kind of a Left 4 Dead 
Left for Dead style game that I'd very much like that to be this. Um, but I don't, I really, I'm not a big fan of Asymmetric. I think the only one that's kind of really had success doing it was maybe the Friday the 13th game that came out recently. Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight, maybe. Yeah, fair point. Um, I think, but I like think the only one Evolve really and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, there was another one I was trying to think of, though. I can't uh, remember. I don't know. The new Predator one looks sweet. Yeah, uh, it's made by made by the same people that did uh, the the um, Friday the Thirteenth one, right? Um, but yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you're you're inevitably going to have a preference as to who you want to play, and there's like a frustration that involved when you're not pre-selected to to fill that spot. I I don't know. There's probably ways around that, but they just don't so excite what, me. So what do you want? I just I just want like a game where everyone's like on a level. Yeah, yeah, like on a just like a straight sort of survival game. But this, I realize yeah. that this this game probably isn't really for me as someone that's like not really a massive Resident Evil fan. I don't. Know, maybe it is. Maybe it is for me. But um, yeah, I, think, I don't know. I'm just skeptical of asymmetric games. I just think it's too quick after two um, to be something like a, another game with a story and stuff. Like I feel like it's going to be some kind of match based thing. Um, They've had people testing it, like in America and Japan, and uh-huh. you don't you don't test story games, you know, it's like not mercenaries yeah. or something like that, is it? Like, you know, yeah, like mercenaries would be amazing. Yes, like, that's please. like that would be my my dream project. Um, for people who don't know as well, mercenaries is like it puts you and like up to three other people into just like a like a level, and you've just got to like kill enemies together. Mm-hmm. It's um, almost like a, chain... a horde mode, but not really. Like you kind keep of, yeah, a chain but going. like the you've got a chain to like keep a combo going, like so kill every enemies like within a certain amount of time. Um, and then sometimes it just throws random big enemies in to like mess you up. Like it's a, it's like kind of like left for deadish, I guess, but more mm. contained. It almost yeah. reminds me a bit of like old arcade racing games where like you had to keep hitting certain checkpoints, otherwise the game would just stop and it's kind of like that, but with, you know, a combo chain yeah. and you don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll see. It's, it, I think it's like this, six days away. So Yeah, this time, yeah, I was gonna say, this time next nine. week we'll, we'll know what it is and we'll have seen some gameplay, so uh, we're able to talk about it more and and revisit it um but for now let's uh, jump over to uh, a round of what the wiki a reminder that the what the, what the wiki is the sarcast game show where the host reads part of a wikipedia page for an unknown game and you the contestants must guess the game as last week's winner brody will be taking over the hosting duties this week so brody mm-hmm. uh you have now closed the gap on james in the in the the current standings uh you're up on five points only two behind james so uh an opportunity for steven and myself to, to close the gap with steven's on four and i'm on two so hopefully james doesn't win this and this becomes more of a competition <laughs> than it currently is um but we'll have to see brody take it away all right <clears throat> so as usual i've uh, reached out to our official what the wiki keeper of the score, Jamie Penning, uh, and he's been kind enough to provide the first game for today's uh, competition. So, uh, if you guys are ready, I will proceed. I'm ready as ready as I'll ever be. Always. Okay. okay. All right. This game has been ported to several other platforms with varying differences. An enhanced <laughs> remake of the same name with 3D graphics was released for the Nintendo DS in 2008 and 2000 uh, and 2007. Sorry, I did those in the wrong order. Please forgive me. Uh, <laughs> The game was retitled during its initial release outside Japan. The various incarnations of the game have sold more than 4 million copies worldwide. A sequel was released for Japanese mobile games in 2008 and worldwide via the Wii Shop channel on June 1st, 2009. The game introduced wow. Square's Active Time Battle ATB system. James. <sighs> James. 
Is it Final Fantasy IV? It is Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> wow, we <laughs> had so much more written. Oh yeah, sorry. Hey, congratulations! Just... You have a point. Thanks. Was it the uh, the battle system that gave it away, James? Um, DS, then a 3D remake, yeah. and then the Wii only sequel. Yeah, so Remember, apparently, I think it's apparently the the after. Apparently, the game was retitled Final Fantasy Two. During its yes. initial reset side of Japan, because the others weren't released yet. Outside. Yeah, because they started off at three here or something. What? That's wild to me. <laughs> I got very confused. And the sequel was called Final Fantasy IV: The After. <laughs> oh, I think oh I think when God. they brought it out here, it's like the After Years, which is I don't even know if that. Uh, uh, yeah, I did read that. that. It's a little bit better. Not <laughs> good. Not good. <laughs> all right, so James <laughs> on one point. Uh, if you get the next one, you obviously win. We all hope that's not the case. We're <laughs> right. Right. It's it's on. <laughs> all right. The game is a military science fiction third-person shooter video game developed oh by Epic Games and People Can Fly in 2013. Steven? James? Steven, please take it home. <laughs> Bulletstorm. No. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. James? Ja- James. <laughs> is it Gears of War Judgment? It is Gears of War oh, Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> you shit the bed on the People Can Fly, Steven. Oh. You shit the bed. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, what's... Why did I think it was people can... Oh, who made Bulletstorm? No, they Storm? made Bulletstorm too. Oh, they okay, did. They okay, did. cool, cool. Yeah. It's just... Well, they didn't... They, like, ask or announce a Switch version thinking... or something recently. I thought that could be worked in. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my mighty, my was, mighty heart was, was broken. I was thinking of both of them, and then Stephen narrowed it down. Damn it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're setting all oh. kinds of records for, like, quickest rounds of what the wiki <laughs> recently. Yep. And, and with crazy. that... Because Brody spent so much time doing them, out, I'm yeah. assuming, outside his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have my phone, so I had to, like, with oh, burning no. calves, right do it, it before paper. you guys got on. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you can keep those other two games handy for the, when you next win around. Brody yeah, because I'm sure they'll still be in again. the news. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> you matter. can get away with you it. Make the rules when you <laughs> uh, so James has extended out his lead to eight points. Brody just behind him on five points. Uh, Stephen on four. Myself on two. And Shannon bringing up the rear on one point. And with that, let's bring an end to what was episode one hundred and eighty-nine of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press Start AU. Join the conversation with the hashtag the Startcast and visit the website at pressstart.com.au. We've been joined today by James. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Jams, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. Um, yeah. We've also Thanks. been joined today by Stephen. Yeah, uh, you can find me on all the things at Stephen Impson. Um, I haven't really been posting very much, so I don't know what you'll see, but yeah. Look what, are you be- what have you been content. posting on Instagram? You generally have exciting Instagram content. I've just, just been for- doing more holiday pics, so like very slowly getting through them, but you know, it takes a while. Nice. I've got friends that do that as well. They take like a buttload of photos in Japan or something and just like roll them out for months. And I'm kind of left thinking, are you still that? Matt does that. Matt does that. (laughs) I've got another friend, Michael, that does that. And it's like, are you still there? I thought you were back. And just get kind of confused. Uh, We've also been joined today by Brody. Yep. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. Obviously, check out the Gears review once it's up. Once you've heard this, go there. And then also look at all of Jake's things because he does good work. He's got a like exciting video coming out that everyone's oh, seen, but I've not been so able good. to see yet. I don't know what's going on. You're I've not been privy to these things. <laughs> I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Um, I 
believe that radio segment that I've been doing is still going live to air. So I think if you tune in around like 9.30 on Fox FM or Hit FM, whatever it's called in your location, um, you'll hear this voice on the radio talking about you dumb video you, game stuff. I like how you, you think you, it's going to air. You said you, you believe. Just, like, like, well, aren't you going you to record, record it? it? Yeah, no, like, I'm going to record it. So like to let you behind the curtains a little bit, we pre-recorded. Um, oh my god! What? Oh right! Yeah, oh. It, we so we pre-recorded. You said live. It's not. Well, it's going. It's, when I say it's going live to air, like it's it's going to air. I guess being broadcast. I the live just like part. just like you're listening to this live. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right live now. To air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wherever you are, after your ears. But yeah, we we pre-recorded and it, we were pre-recorded on the Wednesday. It's like, it's still pretty fresh. Like it's it's hot off the grill onto the ra- onto the radio waves. You know. It's um, I don't know. I'm not yeah, convinced. 9.30, tune in. We're talking about stuff like Wario's nipples. Um, what oh, yeah. else have we talked about? It's, 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 it's been crazy stuff, but it's been fun. <laughs> um, until next time, happy gaming. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Wario's nipples. <laughs> Walu- was it Wario or Waluigi? Or just it both? was Wario's. Nipples in general. Yeah, he, he, does, he doesn't have any nipples. I think uh, Waluigi oh. was next to him, had nipples. Wario, next to him, no nipples. That's weird. Oh, <laughs> oh,